Bartering is the system of exchanging goods or services for other services and goods without using money. While bartering can be traced back to 6000 BC with the Mesopotamians and the Phoenicians, Craigslist has made bartering popular again. This show is about the stories and the people bartering on Craigslist. Welcome to The Trade. In this episode, I will talk with Dwight Nolt, my friend, my colleague, and a fellow Craigslist aficionado. You will learn the origin of the pile of 40 carpet remnants in my garage, hear the story of Dwight's very first Craigslist trade, and learn about the value of creating win-win transactions through Craigslist. Dwight, thank you for joining us today on The Trade. How are you doing? Um, well, it's a pleasure to be here, Matt. So you've been active on Craigslist for quite a while. How did you get started doing any of your interactions or, or transactions on Craigslist? Well, I think, I think my first experience with Craigslist was just the opportunity to get rid of some things. And I don't know if this was the first transaction or, or not, but I was cleaning out and I had a a, uh, a router tabletop that I had bought, and then I purchased a router that didn't fit. And so my solution wasn't to take the router back, which I really liked. It was to get rid of the table. And so um, I put that on Craigslist and was able to recoup more money for that than I had paid for it. So you you made a profit on, on what you think might have been your first one. Uh, yes. I mean, that has always sort of been my... Uh, the game that I play with Craigslist. Um, I try to get something at a price that I know that I can sell it at that price or, or more, but usually, usually like a fair, I try to do a fair trade with the use of the item for, for whatever purpose I intended it with. So, you know, if I, if I want a shovel, I try to get it at a price where I know I can sell that shovel for the same price. However, I'll get my holes dug in the meantime. So it's a rental system, maybe. And then instead of paying the rental, I just pass it on to the next guy. So Dwight, do you prefer buying and selling or bartering when you're when you're interacting with folks on Craigslist? I haven't done the trades. I haven't done any kind of bartering. Um, I pretty much just buy and sell. If you can, if you can include in that the picking up free items, and so I I watch that for sort of particular thing. Any, so what in particular do you look for in the in the free section? Many times it was just things that I needed that I didn't really want to pay a whole lot for, things that I didn't need high quality. And there was another time that, um, that we were looking for bicycles. And part of it was because our my sons were sort of in that stage of they like to tinker with things and fix things up. And this was a way of me engaging them in that, but then also in helping them understand sort of the selling process, um, putting value in something with your time and your your expertise, and then selling it. And then they come up with a little bit of cash, and that always thrills a 10- and 11-year-old. So that was one thing that we play with. The other is I keep an eye open for, like, materials. Like if I have a project going on, you know, pieces of plywood, I always have an eye for that kind of thing. And I try to, 
That also raises another issue, and that is the transportation of items. I find that I have to be careful if I, that I don't bite off something that I can't get back to my own house. But there's a fluidity of items around the, around the, uh, the free side of things. So you buy things, so. you sell things, you are concerned with reuse of items and making sure that an item that still has life in it can be renovated, fixed up, and then put into the hands of somebody else who would appreciate it. And you, you said that you, you haven't bartered, but that's not entirely true. I mean, maybe in the sense that you don't go onto the barter section through Craigslist and do it, but you and I have traded some things sort of traded at least uh the other night you dropped a, a box of deck screws at my house since i have to do some work in my backyard and replace my deck and i consider that to be uh we'll call it a trade for carpet storage in in my garage mm -hmm. which i think that just has the coolest story associated with it so right. the fact that i just gave it to you because you're a nice person doesn't have any reason, any any rationale to it, I guess. Well, the, so it was yeah. all about the carpet. I get it. I get it. <laughs> For the purposes of this story, <laughs> yes, it is all about the carpet. <laughs> it's all about the carpet. Gotcha. All right. So, okay, the carpet. Obviously, you know, there, there's a cool story here. So there's about 40 rolls of carpet remnants that are sitting in my garage. And that's only half. Which I read. Yeah, I was going to say, which I remind you, is only half of the rules. <laughs> yes, yes. Now that came, you brought that on, on July 4th last year on a, a flatbed trailer, and it was stacked probably about, I don't know, five feet high, six feet high on a yes on a 12-foot or 15-foot trailer? An eight, eight, by, 8 by 12 trailer, about five feet high, a lot of carpet. A whole lot, and that was only half of it. That's only half of it, yes. Where did all of this come from? Well, this is the, I think, I think, I think inherently we're all sort of buyers and sellers. I was out at the rehab store on the day that a truck from a local carpet company arrived, and they proceeded to unload a truck of 80-some rolls of carpet um, as a donation to the restore. I... Back in my day, I had spent some time putting carpets in, and I knew the value of the items, especially at the, at the consumer level. So I pondered it, and this is one of those items where I had to think about, okay, what in the heck am I going to do with all that carpet? Where am I going to put it? How am I going to transport it? All of that. And as I stood there, um, I made a great decision, and that was to just get my butt out of there and go home. So I was on my way home, and for some reason I decided, you know what, well, let me, let me call them and just say, hey, I might be interested, you know, what kind of money are you looking at for the whole lot? And so I placed the call, I got a voicemail, and left a message and thought, okay, I did my part, hopefully they won't call me back. So probably midday the following day was in my routines of life, doing stuff, my phone rings, I answered it. I say, who is this? And it actually was a person from the rehab store saying, um, returning my call and uh, giving me an option or a, a price on the on the lot. And my mind immediately went to, okay, if I install three of those carpets in a house, I can recoup the cost of the total lot, and I'll be left with 
you know, 77 rolls of carpet. Um, and so, so that began the journey. How many trips did it take you to get 80 rolls of carpet from, from the rehab store? I did, I did two trips and I, I actually even left some there. And as uh, what, what, what actually happened was they gave me the whole lot and then they gave me all the other carpets that they had that they were sitting on for a while. So one of the loads went to, went to Lancaster County and it is being stored out there. Then the other load came to, uh, came to my house and we stacked it in the garage. We've sold a bunch of it. Uh, people are coming for all different kinds of reasons. Uh, one gentleman came because he just, he was trying to, uh, they have an unfinished basement and it, they want to turn it into a playroom for the kids, but they don't want to spend a fortune doing a formal finished basement. They just don't want the kids sitting on concrete. So he picked up, I think two rolls, one to serve as a pad and then something a little bit softer and more plush for the kids to play on. Mm -hmm. And that was really neat, really, really nice guy who, who wanted to do this. But mm -hmm. the two who mm -hmm. have been really, really cool so far are two women who are actually renovating a house in York County. And they drove, they drove all the way to, to Downingtown to, uh, to take a look at this. And we ended up talking for, just stood in my garage for about two hours or two and a half hours chatting. They actually are going to be future guests on this show. I've, I've been in contact with them. They have some amazing stories. So I've given you a hard time about the carpet. I, I've, I've made a lot of jokes at your expense. Some of them I've even said in front of you, most of the jokes I've just told other people, but it has been, mm -hmm. it's been really cool. And I don't know that either you or I anticipated any of that. No, I, I, I'm sure I didn't anticipate the stories that would come out of it because I think both of us had no idea at that point, And we still don't as to where, where this is all going. But the fact that there are some good stories out of it is, is it cannot be refuted. Beyond the stories though, there are some people who are getting some really good deals on carpet too. You know, it's, it's very different if I spend $2,000 putting carpet in a room that's beautiful. You know, I, I'd be yelling at my kids every day about not walking on it. Well, there'd be a whole and, lot of uh, shoes that would have to come off. Exactly. It changes your whole lifestyle, and you become, you become driven by the item because of its value. Take a, you know, a rototiller that you pick up for about nothing, and you, you get running. If it blows up, you lose not a thing. I mean, you can... <laughs> You just junk it, and on you go, and you don't sit there and uh, bemoan the fact of what's it going to cost to repair it, or boy, I, I invested all this in it, and so so I think that that dimension of a Craigslist item is what intrigues me. You know, if it breaks, there's no loss to it. I got my use out of it, and uh, I have no no commitment to it, and no no financial obligation to keep it going. You know, unlike. Unlike the cars I drive, where you know if, it, if they if they need a repair or something, you can't just get rid of the car because there's there's that value in it because I paid a lot for it, so I have to fix it up. Craigslist, it just there's sort of that freedom to to use and move on. And if you can move it on to somebody else who has the ambition to take it to the next step, then you do that. I'm gonna cycle back to one thing you just mentioned a couple of seconds ago. You talked about picking up a tiller. 
And that's going to lead right into our next story, uh, especially the, mm-hmm. the part that you followed up with about having the energy and, and uh, interest in trying to fix something up. So a couple of, a couple of weeks ago, I posted on Craigslist a two-stroke Mantis tiller for sale. Not for trade, just straight sale. I had picked up this tiller a couple of years ago at a yard sale. I had every intent of using it. We have a garden in the backyard, and I knew it needed a little bit of work. Well, that summer, I didn't use it. The next summer, I didn't use it. It's been sitting in my garage for a couple of years, and I still haven't done whatever needed to be done to... Uh, to repair it. So like a bunch of other projects that are sitting in my garage, I decided I I need to start moving some of these things out. So I posted it on Craigslist and then I got several emails right away from folks saying they were interested in picking it up. One of those emails was from you. Now you didn't know that it was me who had it. You just knew that it was in uh, where I live. And of course, I don't use my real name when I do any kind of Craigslist thing. I thought what was really, really cool was that, uh, you know, in a in a seemingly anonymous manner, you, uh, you know, well, I was able to figure out who you are because you had your name there, but you still didn't know it was, uh, you didn't know that it was me initially. Mm-hmm. At any rate, this Mantis Tiller <laughs> wasn't running when you picked it up. Did you get it running? I did. I did. And and this is the, this is sort of that when an item changes hands, I think I mentioned this earlier, there's sort of a renewed kind of vigor in in the item. In other words, when I received it, I knew it wasn't running. However, I also know that if it's not seized up, the small engine only has so many components to it. And I was prepared to check those out and do what I could with it. And if it remedied the problem, if it ran, then I would be good. If it didn't, then I would just, again... <laughs> out out it would go i would either pass it along to the next guy saying hey this thing needs more work or discard it you know scrap metal and so so i took the i took the tiller and uh i i I must say that this all came about you know as a solution to another problem and i'll start out by saying i have a wonderful wife All good stories start this way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and I'm not in a bar right now, and so so this it seems very out of place to, to have this story. But I decided that you know what, I'll get a tiller, and I'll get I'll get a cheap one. I'll pay a little bit for it. We'll use it, move that on, and then I'll get rid of it. And so so that was what started this process of saying, hey, I wonder if there are any tillers out there. And so, so I ended up with a tiller, um, and yes, it did not run. I brought it home. I put uh, new gasoline in it. I pulled it a few times. No response. Pulled out my cell phone. I took a picture of the spark plug. And then it was probably another week before I um, you know, made it to, uh, I was at Lowe's for something, and I decided that actually the real story is I gave my cell phone to my son and said, here's a picture of it. Go find one that looks like that. We got a we got a spark plug for it. We put the new plug in, and that did the trick. It was up and running. So now, should I choose to get rid of that, I will be selling a tiller, a Mantis tiller that works, that runs. My goal would be to get a little bit of extra money out of it, a little bit more than I paid for it, which was a good deal. So <laughs> yeah, how I much can't did, lose on it. How, how much did you pay for that one? <laughs> Well, that I guess f- was when I started that that 
that was probably my entry into the barter system, although I did not know I was bartering at the time. And so this is true. So maybe yes. I don't know what I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure that anybody who is who is listening to this says it doesn't matter how much. It, I mean, and the price was zero. Of course, there there was no money changed hands on that one. But um, I think many people would still say that that merely interacting with me probably is still too much to pay for uh, for the tiller. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Quite all right. Well, I'm yeah, glad. So, I'm, I'm so, glad you got it running. Did you Did you actually till the flower beds that you were supposed to do? Well, not the not the one that was in question because uh, the time between having the tiller and actually getting the spark plug, as you know, time has a way of of bringing about alternative solutions to things, and so the flower bed flower bed got done at that point. But, uh, um, we have, we have played around with it and used it in other places. And, uh, now that things are planted and growing, it probably is probably has served its purpose. You would really try to sell the tiller now that you've repaired it, now that you've got it running. I think the other thing that goes through my mind is that, okay, so I could keep it for next year, which means I have to give up storage space for that thing for a full year. And this is where I usually end up saying, is it worth storing that long for one or two uses next year? Or would I rather have cold, hard cash in my wallet to be spent on a case of beer? When you put a case of beer at the end, it sort of makes this decision easier. Yeah, there's no real discussion to be had here. <laughs> I think the, the only real, the only real uh, question is, you know, how much, how much are you going to post it for and, 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 uh, you know, would you accept a trade for it of any kind? And that's not something to, you know, you don't need to worry about that right now. But mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. fantastic. That's really cool. In thinking about the, the things that you've shared so far, and, and I'm, I'm going to go back to the carpet idea again. The whole reason this podcast exists is because of that carpet. And you and I have talked before in our, in our professional lives about the, the dominoes that fall how you know one event leads to another and you don't know you have no way of knowing where things are going to go but the carpet played a direct role in this in this specific podcast and it has to do with this, the the two women from your county who are who are fixing up this renovating this house and you know who came out and in talking with them um, we started trading stories back and forth and one of them said, this would be a fantastic show. This would be a great podcast just to sit around and talk about Craigslist stories, the people you've met, the trades you've made, the things you've sold, the things you've bought. It would be really, really neat. So it was inevitable that you were going to be a guest because without any of the carpet, this show wouldn't exist in the first place. So um, One of the common themes in the stories is this idea of the win-win you know, I can I I remember um, we had just recently moved into a new home. Um, it was a fixer upper, which is sort of one of the things I do. And well, uh, we found out very quickly that we were going to need a a new stove, a new gas range, and of course the microwave. I decided that okay, we're going to renovate the kitchen in the long term. However, I need something to cook my meals in or on, you know, in, in the short term. And again. I turned to Craigslist because 
I don't want to pay a lot for an item. I don't want to buy a new stove and then have it sitting in my old kitchen until I renovate and have it there. I want to wait till the renovations are done and then put the appliances in. It was the, I think it was the, the day we moved, we were actually in the house and my wife was starting to put the pressure on, the wonderful wife was putting the pressure on saying, you know, we got to get a stove. I mean, we need a range. I sat down at my computer, popped open Craigslist probably 24 minutes ago, a guy posted a, a range, a gas range and a, and a night and a microwave combination. And I think he wanted, I think he wanted $70 for the pair. And within, within a half hour, we were loading up his items and he was thrilled because it was emptying out the space in his garage because he had done a renovation to his kitchen and needed to get, you know, the updated appliances. So I got I got a microwave and a and a range for seventy dollars, tip top shape. Um, I don't I, I joked about I don't think anything was ever baked in the oven. At least if it was, it never ran over like it does in my, like in my my cooking. So I'm sitting on this, and actually I'm still I'm still using these two items. We decided that they don't look too bad after all, and <laughs> and that we aren't ready to purchase the you know the the appliances for our kitchen. We're just going to keep using these. My goal, of course, is to, when, when I'm done, is to get my $70 back, to pass it on to someone else for 70 bucks. But uh, I started, to, started this by saying it's about the win-win. This guy was, like, thrilled that he doesn't have to worry about the items anymore. They're out of his garage. Boom. And, of course, I was thrilled because it answered one of my questions. Well, even, even with the tiller, I wasn't doing anything with it. And, and I could see based on the backlog of projects that I've got going on, it's not, it's not going to happen anytime mm-hmm. soon. It could sit there for another three years and not get used. You got it running, you used it. And I, there's another win-win. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I, I love the idea of Craigslist. I, I love the idea of trading an item that you're not using to somebody else who, who needs it, who wants it, who has a purpose for it and, you know, give, Give that item a a little bit more life. Dwight, thank you for joining me today on The Trade. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, but it was especially great getting to hear a couple of your Craigslist stories and some of your experiences with buying and selling. You're quite welcome. It was a pleasure, and um, it's what it's all about. It's all in the story. The TI-83 graphing calculator that I offered in trade during the first episode did not really draw any trade offers, and certainly I can understand why. There's not a lot of demand for a graphing calculator at the end of the school year, especially among those who listen to this podcast. I'm not exactly going after the 9th through 12th grade demographic. So I'm taking another crack at this with an item that may be of greater interest to my 10 to 12 listeners. It is an 11,000 BTU tabletop propane heater. This is like the big patio heaters you see at outdoor restaurants, but it's smaller and is designed to sit on top of a table on your patio or other outdoor seating area. It works exactly the way it should, it produces a lot of heat, and it uses the small Coleman-style propane canisters. If you are interested in offering a trade for this tabletop propane heater, send me an email to thetradecl at gmail.com. You can check out pictures on our website at thetradecl.com. I'm not looking for anything in particular, but make your offers and let's see where it goes. 
Thank you to our special guest, Dwight Nolt, and thank you all for listening to our show today. Join us next time as I share stories about some of my more memorable Craigslist trades, talk with another great guest, share the results of our tabletop propane heater trade, and offer another item for trade on the show. In the meantime, have you made a great deal on Craigslist? Share it with us. That email again is thetradecl at gmail.com. That's it for now. Good luck in your search for your next great deal on Craigslist, and let us know about it on The Trade.